Hello everyone, welcome to the show. We've got a really interesting show today. We are reacting to the first round of the NFL Draft 2020, talking about our best picks, our worst picks, and just some other general thoughts and feelings about how the draft went. I hope you all really enjoyed it. I hope a lot of you got to stay up and watch it if you're in the UK like me. If you're in America, obviously, a bit easier for you to watch it all. Um, it's f about 4.30am when it finishes in the UK, so it's a long night, but um, if we're committed enough, we stay up. So I uh, managed to stay up for the whole thing, which was really nice, and there were some interesting picks towards the end of the round, which I'm going to talk about, so it was definitely worth staying up. So we're going to talk about my favourite picks, um, my least favourite picks, and just like I say, some of the thoughts and feelings on the first round, and we're going to do the same tomorrow after the second and third round, and the day after, after the fourth to seventh round. So every day I'm just going to do my best picks, worst picks, and just some general thoughts about the draft and how teams have done. And then after all that's done, after I've had a few days to think about it all, I'll do a proper uh, ranking show for all the different teams about how I think they've done, how they've boosted or not their team. So this is reaction just to the first round. So I'm going to start with best picks because I think that's the positive place. I like starting with the positive. Um, I've done three picks for best and worst. My first one for best picks is Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma going to the Chargers. Um, I think this is a great fit with what they want to do in their defence. I think their defence is already really stout, really exciting, can bring pressure, can sit in coverage, can stop the run, can stop the pass. Derwin James is obviously going to be hopefully healthy this year for the whole year. And so this is a really scary defence. And I was talking in a previous podcast about how they should go defence. And that's part of the reason I like it. I like the fact they got their quarterback, they got their leader, they can excite that fan base, they can get LA fans on their side and really, you know, become the LA Chargers rather than this team that snuck over from San Diego and doesn't really have anything that exciting going on, which is kind of how I felt they were next to the LA Rams who'd been to Super Bowls and were making big free agency signings and they had this bright blue kit and now the Chargers are like, we've got our cool powder blue kits and oh my goodness, are they cool? And then, you know, they take their core back but then they go, look, our strength of our team with a young quarterback, but also anyway, is our defence. We're going to strengthen that even further. We're going to strengthen our weakest unit, which is their linebackers. And we're going to get a sideline to sideline guy. So we can keep up with people like the Chiefs. You know, he, he could potentially shadow Travis Kelsey. He can keep up with the fast backs. He could even um, shadow potentially... Um, running backs out the backfield on his own um he's very athletic he's a great leader great character guy he adds strength to their strength of the team so i think it's a really good pick um the only reason i've given it an a and not an a plus because like i say i really love the pick is just because they had to give up some resources to get it now obviously don't get me wrong they didn't have to give up a lot they basically gave up a third round pick because they gave up their second to move back into the first Obviously, that's great value because you're given a second for a first and then they added the third round pick in there. It is a high third round pick, but I think it was well worth it. But that's the only reason it's not got an A+. It's just because I feel like they did have to give something up for it. It's not like he slid to them in the second, which he wouldn't have, I doubt. Um, and they could have just taken him there. So great pick from the Chargers. Just even more strength on that defense. Love the pick. 
So the second one I'm going to talk about is Patrick Queen from LSU to the Ravens. Another sideline, sideline player. Another player who had speed to the defense. Another great pick because it's adding strength to a strength. It's also filling the one of the biggest holes they've got on the defense. Again, a really nice defensive line, especially with Clayus Campbell. A really nice secondary, probably the best secondary in the league. So adding a really fast linebacker who, again, can keep up with those fast backs cover tight ends is really nice um, I think the Ravens saw that they were really close last year really close obviously had a great regular season bowed out disappointingly disappointingly in the playoffs and I think they just realized you know what our offense has got something really special going our defense just needs a bit more bolstering and they've done that really well I've given that an A plus because I, I basically like it as much as the Kenneth Murray pick um, and they didn't have to give up anything for it. So they get the plus, whereas the Chargers only got the straight A. But both great picks. I think both teams fans should be really happy with them. OK, and the third one, so the last one for the best picks is Jerry Judy from Alabama going to the Broncos. I think I gave this a B plus. Um, I think they got good value. I know he was slated to go between 10 and 14 in most um, mock drafts, but you know they got him one pick further back than that. They didn't have to give up really anything to get him. They just stayed where they were. Um, really good route runner. Will make it easy for Drew Locke to know where he'll be. Whenever there's a route being run, Drew Locke can just throw to a point, which really helps when you're throwing people open. He, he can go, right, Jerry Judy's going to be there at this point not a yard further downfield not being lazy on a comeback he's going to be right where I think he's going to be which I think is a massive boom for any quarterback but especially a young one so immediately upgrades the offense and these are kind of building blocks to challenge next year I think the Broncos are going to be a pain in the ass this year they're going to be a tough out and they're going to win some games but I don't think they're going to compete for the playoffs but you look at what they're building there you know they've got obviously uh, Drew Lott now now Jerry Judy They've got um, some youth in the backfield. They've still got studs on the defense like Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. You can just see them, you know, with another free agency and another draft next year, you can really see them start to come through. So I really like the pick for the Broncos and gave that um, a B plus. Okay, three worst picks of the night. Uh, to be honest, despite the fact that obviously these are my worst picks and they're ones I'm not a fan of, I will state before I start that I wasn't, really disappointed with any picks i don't think there was that there's usually one pick in every draft that you just think what on earth have they done that for they don't have that need at all they've given up way too much to go and get it etc it's just really controversial and i think these three picks on i don't think are great i don't think they really fit what the team needs to do but none of them are complete disasters so we'll move on to the worst picks and we'll go through them now. Okay, starting off with the worst picks. I'm going to start with Jordan Love. I think it's the obvious one to go to from Utah State to the Packers. Let me just say before I start, the Packers have obviously done this before with a lot of success. Obviously, they had Brett Favre. And at the same age as Aaron Rodgers is now, they drafted Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers sat for a few years, replaced him. And they've been a perennial contender and obviously won a Super Bowl since. But that is a really tough recipe to recreate. The chance of going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers 
to another Hall of Fame quarterback, not saying it can't happen, Jordan Love has a lot of upside, it is really hard. And I think Packers fans, rightly, will look at the fact they've had 18 years of elite quarterback play from Rodgers and Favre, and they've got two Super Bowl appearances, two wins, which is nice, but two Super Bowl appearances with two wins to show for it. And I, I think that's not a great return for like say 18 years and by the time Rodgers re- retires 21 22 years of elite quarterback playoffs so they could win a Super Bowl in the meantime and I think some of that is just failing to support Rodgers um, I think obviously he's a Hall of Fame quarterback first ballot great player I think his leadership can struggle at times um, but he just has not been given weapons he's had a good offensive line generally in his career but is screaming out for them to take a wide receiver here. I would even, if I was in the Packers' war room, I'd have said, let's take three throughout the draft. Let's take one in the first round, one in maybe the third, you know, maybe a tight end instead in the fifth or something, and, and really try to throw some weapons at him. Um, because he's he's got Devontae Adams, obviously, which is great, and he's got a couple other bit part receivers, but he's making them look good. I'm not saying these guys haven't got any talent, can't play in the NFL, but he makes them look good. Let's don't be mistaken about that the defense is well set at the moment again a couple of picks to help the defense out would be good the defense is quite well set they could have thrown resources at the offense to help Rodgers this year he's got three or four years at a high level left he said himself he wants to play that long so I just think this was too early it's nothing really to do with Jordan Love I think he's got a lot of upside I think he's decent value at the pick they took him I just don't think it's the right move for the franchise. Again, if they took a quarterback in the fifth round that they thought, do you know what, let's take a shot. Absolutely, nothing wrong with that. But to take your first round selection on a quarterback, it, it's not like Tua slid to them. If Tua had slid to them and they'd have taken him, I'd have I'd have said, fair enough, hands up, what a great pick. You've got Tua to back up Aaron Rodgers. Don't worry about his injuries because he can sit for three years now um, and learn from Rodgers and become even better. Fair enough, That's that's a bit different. But... You know, Jordan Love, a lot of people had him as a second round pick, so you could even argue it's a reach. But the main criticism why I've given it a C minus is just they've just got other needs right now. They're in a win now window. Get Aaron Rodgers some help so you can win a Super Bowl now in the next couple of years with him and then draft a quarterback in a couple of years because he'll still have a couple of years behind Aaron Rodgers, can still learn from him and go from there. So. I don't know how happy Aaron Rodgers is going to be about this either. So you might have pissed him off. Might not have. They might have squared it with him before the draft. But I don't know how he's going to take it either. So I just I just didn't like the move. Like I say, gave it a C- minus just because I couldn't give it a D. Just because I felt if this guy does develop into a franchise quarterback, then if they took him too high or too early, who cares if he's a franchise quarterback then? That's what the game's about. You've got to find a franchise quarterback. So I felt I couldn't give it a D, but... It was the pick I was least happy with last night. Okay, moving on to um, C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma to the Cowboys. Again, let me clarify, this is nothing to do with C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb's a really great receiver. I think he's going to have a really good career. He's got a really high ceiling and high floor. um, And he'll improve any team he goes to. So this is not a knock on him. In fact, actually, the Cowboys got quite good value picking where they did i believe it was 17 um yes a 17 um they actually got pretty good value because cd lamb was slated to go 10 11 12 in most mock drafts 
it's just it's kind of like the Packers. It's just a need thing. I don't think CD Lamb was. Uh, sorry, not CD Lamb so much, but a wide receiver was a real need for them. They've got gaping holes on their roster. I'm not scared of Dallas's pass rush. I'm not in any way scared of their secondary. Um, their offensive line still really good, but if you want that to be the strength of your team, maybe you could have drafted a lineman. Um, could have drafted a tight end, could have traded back easily and got another wide receiver or tight end and accumulated picks. I just think this is one of those ones where City Lamb fell to them. They got excited, which I can understand, and were like, whoa, 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 we never expected City Lamb to get to us. Let's take him. And obviously it does improve their offense. It probably makes Dak a bit happier, maybe can use be used as a bit of a chip in negotiations about his contract you know look we, we went out and got you this guy this is what we think of you we, we think we can throw the ball around this year but there's just so many needs on their team and if Amari Cooper was leaving at the end of the year I'd say I again I'd be a bit more like okay I get it you haven't really got a receiver behind him Michael Gallup's a nice piece but he's not a franchise guy um you need to draft someone perhaps but the fact that Amari Cooper's under contract just I, I just don't think it was their biggest need. I'd have loved to have seen them go um line uh, not sorry, not linebacker, go secondary. Um I know some of the best cornerbacks have been taken, but the Raiders took Damon Arnett after them, who perhaps was a bit of a reach, but definitely has a lot of potential, has a good attitude. You know, they could have taken Clavon Chase on to add to their pass rush uh, with Robert Quinn going he was still there Kenneth Murray you don't really need a linebacker but you know if you wanted to add him into the rotation Cesar Ruiz was there um, to replace Frederick I just feel like there was a lot of players they could have added in at that spot or traded back and accumulated picks and still got a good player who could start on their team straight away so I gave it a C plus because CD Lamb is such a good player and he's still going to improve this team immediately. I just think they had far bigger needs to address and they just got a bit excited because he fell to them when they didn't think he was going to. Okay, last worst pick and it's going to be Jalen Rager from TCU to the Eagles. I just feel like it was a reach. Um, I think the Eagles got locked on to we're taking a wide receiver. No matter what, we're taking a wide receiver. And it is a need for them. It probably is their biggest or joint biggest need, maybe with linebacker. Support Carson Wentz, keep the offense rolling, except Devolution Jeffrey or Deshaun, Wax, um, Deshaun Jackson have injuries. Cool, we've drafted this guy for exactly this kind of situation. So I like the need. I like picking wide receiver. I just think it was a reach, and I think they saw the other wide receivers go and thought, right, okay, the, the wide receivers are gone. We're going to have to take this guy. I mean, Justin Jefferson was taken after by the after by the Vikings. I think he's a better prospect. Um, he's a bit more polished, I would say, um, than Jalen Rager. So they could have taken him. Brandon Ayuk Brandon was taken after, who I think's got a bit more instant impact. It's not that Jalen Rager's not going to be a good player at all. It's just I think it's going to take him a bit longer to get going. I think his ceiling's just a little lower. I just think it was a bit of a reach. And they could have traded back and gone, well, we'll trade back. We could still get Jalen Rager. You know, if they'd have traded back to, I don't know, the, the Seahawks or something at 27, he'd have still been there sitting for them and they'd have had more picks. 
just think it was a little bit of a reach at this point. And like I say, with a need at linebacker, Kenneth Murray was still on the board. Um, Patrick Queen was still on the board. I'd have much preferred to see those picks bolster that linebacking core because they've got a really good defensive line. Slade's been out in the secondary. If they've added one of those sideline sideline linebackers, I'd really start to look at this as a balanced team. And then take a wide receiver in the second. Um, I just, yeah, I just felt it's a bit of a reach, even though it was a team need. So it's it's not a, too bad of a pick. I don't mind it, but I gave it a C plus because I felt, you know, it's it, it, it fills a need, which is good. But there were better wide receivers around. Could have traded down. Could have taken a linebacker. There was just other options. I think they could have explored. So that's the end of the worst pick. So we're just going to move on to some other thoughts and general feelings about the first round. Okay, so just going on to some other thoughts about different picks. Um, not any of my, you know, best or worst picks, you know, real ones that made me think, wow, it's great, or oh, I really don't like that. But just some interesting thoughts. So I think the Saints did really well not taking a QB. They they were rumoured to be taking a quarterback. I think they're in win-now mode. I think they know that Drew Brees has got one, maybe two years left. Um, I, th- I like the fact they didn't take a quarterback. They're going to leave it till next year or maybe even the year after. Taking Ruiz makes a lot of sense. He can go in centre or guard. He's a, he's a good player, smart player. I think he'll fit in straight away and instantly give Drew Brees that little bit more time. And I kind of like what they've done with Emmanuel Sanders and Ruiz. You know, you're improving your offensive line, and you're getting a possession receiver who can obviously make big plays, but he, you know, possession guy, good route runner over the middle, good hands. And they're just saying to Brees, we know your arm's declining a little bit. Let's give you a bit more time. Let's give you more of an outlet receiver rather than a big play receiver. Um, and kind of, you know, just go from there. And it takes a bit of heat off Kamara, because I think part of the reason Kamara was still a stud, but had a bit less of a year last year is because people sat up on that short dump dump off. But they can't really do that now because you've got Michael Thomas going 10, 15 yards, Emmanuel Sanders going 8 to 10 yards, and Kamara underneath. All of a sudden, it's like you can only really stop two of them. Someone's going to have to be left one-on-one with somebody, and it's, gonna, it's just going to be that much harder. So I really liked that pick. I thought it was a good value pick, good need pick. I think it was... It hit me that it was quite a predictable and safe start to the draft, which sounds like a bit of a boring thing to say, but I quite liked it. I quite liked the fact that everyone seemed to be making sensible picks. It, it kind of almost makes me feel, should we do a should we do an online draft every year? Because everyone seems to be a bit more chill. There doesn't seem to be any crazy picks going around. Um, you know, Bengals took Joe Burrow, great pick, the obvious pick. The Redskins cleverly didn't trade out Chase Young, took the generation on pass rusher. Now they've got a defensive line to rival the 49ers the Lions didn't get cute I mean again if there's a call back there maybe they would have got more picks and traded out but in this situation they took Jeff Akuda. the Giants took a tackle the Dolphins I know there's injury concerns but I like the fact they took Tua I like the fact they went look we need a franchise guy it's all well and good going yeah we played tough last year we didn't tank and we've brought these Patriots in who can teach our players how to play and you know we've got this talent and that's all true that's not sarcasm that's all true but it's all great until you realize you haven't got a quarterback um and so i, I like the fact they they took the risk they didn't have to trade up and get mortgage their future so if Tua doesn't work out i'll be honest they've, they've lost the fifth pick that's it for Tua. think about that if it doesn't work out they've lost one first round pick who cares 
you know, they've got a potential franchise quarterback who could play at a really high level for his whole career, who has got injury concerns, and I completely appreciate that. But you've basically lost one first round. If you'd traded up and given away, you know, three first rounders, a second and a fifth, then yes, you've mortgaged your future on a really injury prone player. That's a worry. But they haven't. They just managed to sit there and take two where I thought it was great. I think the Chargers taking Herbert was great. You know, try and win that battle for LA. Um, really upgrade their sort of reputation in their play. And much more upside, obviously, than Tyra Taylor. Just, yeah, every pick just seemed really sensible. People who needed to take linemen, like the Browns and Jets took linemen. The Raiders got a much-needed wide receiver. The Buccaneers got a tackle to guard Tom Brady. It just, until we started getting to the middle and later which is where, you know, the Falcons probably reached a little bit for AJ Terrell, although I quite like the pick because their corner need was so big. And the Cowboys, like I say, didn't really take a need. The Dolphins reached for Austin Jackson when they could have traded back. I thought that was definitely a trade-back opportunity. I thought it was just really predictable, but for good reason, really safe, solid picks from all the GMs, all the way up to, like I say, 15, really, 16. That was a really sensible draft. Which I thought was great in a lot of ways. We all like a bit of controversy. We always we all like a crazy package of picks to come up from twelve to one or something. But at the same time, it's nice to see just everyone was quite sensible and made good decisions. Um, speaking of that, it was interesting to see there weren't quite as many trades. Certainly no blockbusters. I wonder if that was the tech situation. It, everything seemed to run incredibly smoothly. So kudos to the NFL. But. I wonder if that tech just put people off a little bit and the fact they couldn't medically evaluate maybe the players they were going to trade for just put people off. I think a team to really watch on day two is the Patriots. Obviously, they traded out. I think there's a long-term plan there. I think, yes, they thought we can get a player at the top of the second with the Chargers pick that equals the talent of the person we'd get at our pick and we got a third-round pick to boot. But I, I think there is a plan there. Whether it's quarterback, I don't know. Whether they're going to trade up from the high third-round pick they got off the charges now because there's two second-round players they need or want, don't know. It'll be interesting to find out. But I definitely think there's a plan there. I don't think they just thought, there's nobody we really like in the first round, so we're going to trade out. Because there was definitely some talented players at areas of need for the Patriots at that pick. Chiefs. The final sort of thought is the Chiefs kind of go with what brung them uh, by taking the uh, running back Hilaire. I just think it was a sort of area in need, although I, I definitely say there's bigger ones on, on the defence and the offensive line. But obviously, you know, a, a very talented back, a passing back primarily, um, which goes great in that offence. And I think they've just gone, do you know what? As long as we've got enough talent in the defence to just not collapse against everyone, which is... I mean, they weren't quite there, but the season where they lost to the Patriots in the championship game, that was kind of what the defence felt like. We'll have the odd good game, but generally everyone's just going to kind of run over us. But last year, you noticed that uptick in the defence and you just noticed they made a few more plays, a few more stops, a few more big turnovers. And I think that's what they're running with because they've kept so much of their team together there happy with that being their defense and they're just going to keep loading that offense i expect them to take more weapons for patrick mahomes because um sammy watkins is only signed on a one-year deal so he'll be gone there's a chance a big weapon might be going with mahomes's contract on the horizon as well 
I think they'll go offensive line. I think, you know, of their six, seven picks, whatever they got left, at least half, if not more, I think will still be offense. I think they're just going to load the offense and go, this is who we are. This is how we're going to win and just go with that. So I thought that was that was a nice pick, even though at first it kind of felt like, oh, you've got more issues on the defense. It kind of made sense that the Chiefs are just going all in offense and just going, do you know what? Pat Mahomes is going to win his Super Bowls. So we're just going to help him as much as possible. As long as our defense is solid, we'll be fine. So I thought that was a very interesting pick. So yeah, that's that's sort of the end of my thoughts for round one, day one. It'll be really interesting to see what happens in the second, third round. Sort of the last of the premium picks. Once you get into the fourth round, I think it's still really interesting to see who people take. But obviously it's a bit more of a punt then. And a little bit more of, you know, we'll take a risk on that guy. And we'll take an extra guy, even though that's not a position of need. We'll just take him to stack that position. Whereas the second and third round, you still feel like people are really taking players that maybe have slid out of first round grades, you, people who've maybe got an injury history but have got a lot, a lot of talent, they're still picking for their greatest needs. So it's it's a really interesting couple of rounds still. So I hope you guys enjoyed last night. I hope you got to watch it um, wherever you are in the world. Um, I hope you really enjoyed tonight as well. I definitely recommend it if you don't really watch the second and third rounds normally. I really recommend watching it. It's really interesting still to see who people take. Like I said, we'll be back tomorrow with more analysis of the second and third rounds. So I hope you join us then. Have a great day. Enjoy yourselves. And we will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>